Well, greetings. Welcome to the Global Church Podcast. And my name is Jim Poole. And today we have with us Mike Thomas. Good afternoon. So happy to have you with us. First Good. time. Yeah, first time. All right. Got the nervous shakes. Okay. <laughs> well, we can't tell. So okay. it must not be too bad. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Mike. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So Mike is a long, long time member of our missions team, our missions committee here at FBC. Approximately, how many miles have you flown? Uh, how many trips have you taken? Not as many as you guys, but just over a longer period of time. Okay, yeah. So I'm still trying to play catch up, but I'm not going to win that race. Yeah, thousands and thousands of miles for sure yes and 40 trips something like that a month a lot no i mean total (laughs) total oh a lot many trips yeah many trips yeah yeah Yeah. so well over 20 just to kenya alone right yep exactly yeah so So what we want to do uh today is we want to focus on kenya um, and we want to focus particularly on the Pocot uh, people group that we've been involved with for a long time. Some of y'all remember uh, David, James, and Zacchaeus. They've been here uh, a number of times through the years. Uh, they were just here at our last missions conference, and they were here with their wives. Yes. And so we want to focus our time today uh, talking about the Pocot work. And it's a really big work. Uh, there's a lot going on in that work. So what we thought we would do is give a little brief history and just kind of walk through what's transpired uh, through the number of years and, and then what's going on in the past year or so of, of, what, of what God is doing over there. And you've been there, as you said, Kenya, 20 times through the years. So, um, give us, give us a little bit of a history of the Pocot work, how we initially got involved and and a little bit of background. Sure. We first got involved with the Pocot through Julius Murgor, who was a, who is a Pocot man who was here in the States studying. Uh, we got involved with him, uh, in the late eighties and made our first trip to, uh, Pocot, Kenya, in 1994, yes, that was that was the first trip. Okay. And particularly, they had begun the work uh, by training evangelists to go out among their tribe to take the gospel uh, out to the people in, in the whole reaches of their tribe. Uh, Pocot is about the size of uh, the state of Maryland, not the same shape. Uh, but about the same size. And then they also have Pocot uh, in other states nearby. So that gives you an idea of the of the size of it, but uh, the terrain and such, much more unforgiving than we have mm-hmm. here in the States. And so getting around is much more difficult. Yeah, yeah they have a, uh, a rainy season and a dry season. And so when the rains come, roads get really bad, super slippery, Yes. Really bad ruts. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got the privilege of having our paved roads, super nice, smooth roads where we go 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. Mm, you can't they're do that. Motor, there are motorcycles or foot. Right. Or maybe a four, four-wheel drive vehicle, but yeah. much different trying to get from one location to another in Pocot. Yes. And so the Pocot people are spread out yeah. all through this area in little villages or bands as they, some of them are nomadic. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, as they progressed through the years, um, they went from eight churches in all of Pocot to 80 churches. Now they're, I think, well over 200. Okay. Um, if my memory serves me right. And what Julius Morgor asked us to do was to come and help train their leaders because they they really had no depth to the training as they were mainly just training evangelists uh, with, and few pastors. So we began to go over and to meet with the pastors uh, and begin to train them in, in the scriptures. Uh, and then... Later in the in the nineties um, and early two thousands, Scott McManigal uh, started coming with us as well. Uh, this was Tim and me and others who were going before that. But Scott introduced to us the idea of teaching foundationally and progressively through the scriptures, mm-hmm. um, and we we saw the wisdom in that and began to do that. So then later, uh, early in, uh, I forget exactly what year it was, but in the mid-2000s, we met with the leadership again, and and they assigned four young pastors, or three young pastors and one semi-young pastor, uh, to work with us. And we, with the um, long dialogue, basically, when we were there meeting with them, they understood what uh, what the vision was mm. as far as training leaders to establish leadership that could then establish other leaders, pastors, that could establish their churches throughout the land rather than just sending one or two people to you know preach the gospel here and there. So the goal was to establish the churches throughout the Pocot area. And these four uh, men, Zacchaeus, David, James, and a man named Job, who has since gone home to be with Mm -hmm. the Lord, um, they really came up with that vision on how that would be accomplished. And that's what's going on today. Okay. That's great. That's great. So initially the work began, and as any work has to begin with just evangelism. You have to get the word out. So that's what they were doing. They were they were sharing the gospel in various various areas. Um, I've heard Julius say it. I've heard it repeated that early on the work was described as a mile wide and an inch deep. So there was a lot of evangelism going on, but there wasn't much Bible teaching coming behind the evangelism. And so that's where uh, when FBC partnered, that's really what we got to be able to strengthen, to begin to pour into, help to train and strategize and how to uh, begin to deepen the teaching in the churches and in the area uh, that this evangelism in the Pocot area was going on. 
So, um, so we had the opportunity to just partner with these four guys, train them so that they will in turn be able to train others who will be able to be able to, to get the teaching out to the churches, yes. to the local areas, yes. give down to the grassroots, to the people that are coming to the church. They can actually hear Bible teaching yes. and not just uh, evangelism over and over and over and over again, but actually have the, hear the word of God taught. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. that was the vision. It, it still is the vision, and it's what's been going on. Each of these, um, the three of them who are now still involved with this, uh, had grown up in the ministry. They'd become believers early on. Uh, they were uh, students who would come to um, the student uh, retreats mm-hmm. uh, once a year and so. And then when they graduated, uh, they... I believe they all went off to Bible school uh, and uh, were trained in Bible school. Uh, okay. But as as they say, the, you get so much education there, but it's not everything. Sure. And so they really appreciate the uh, partnership that they have with us to, over the long haul, study through the scriptures and do that progressively so that when the message is preached, when the other pastors are taught, when then the congregations are taught, they have a, a firm foundation of, of understanding of the scriptures, uh, the character of God, uh, not just the thoughts of men. Right, right. Yeah, so we've talked about that on previous podcast, whether it's um, the previous trip we were on in Togo, where we had taught through a lot of material, um, Malawi, where we're also in the same progression of teaching through um, foundationally and chronologically. So what we're doing in Malawi, what we're doing in Togo, the same thing is happening in Kenya where um, they're teaching progressively and foundationally and chronologically. Yeah. Okay. So if the Pocot area is um, not in the same shape as the state of Maryland, but we all have a general idea in terms of, the size of Maryland, uh, how are they tackling that area uh, with as a difficult area as it is to get around in? What have they done to try to get to right. get to the area and and, uh, and and get get to all the churches? Yes. Well, at first, their plan was to divide the whole state and uh, parts of Uganda, because there are Pokot people over in Uganda as well, uh, to, and in East Pokot, which is not a state, but they also have Pokot there. Um, they, their plan was to divide it up into four sections so that each of them would take the section and go and teach. And tried that for a number of years, and it made some progress. But soon came to realize that they were getting burned out and not being able to reach as many people. I mean, the goal being to establish the entire, uh, all the churches in Mm -hmm. those regions. And with up to, you know, 200-some churches now, that's a lot of work for four guys to do. So after a few years of that, they they then began to realize what we need to do is train trainers. Mm not just train the pastors, but to train the trainers who will teach the pastors. And so then you have more, uh, more people involved in, the, in, the, uh, in that task and getting out to the people. 
And the other uh, change that they're still working on somewhat, and they understand this better than we do, obviously, uh, do you go to them or do you bring all these people to one location? And we thought it would be good, bring them to your right. location and you can teach them there right. and then send them back. Um, sometimes that works, but it's more often easier and better, more effective to go out to a specific location and gather the pastors from around that area. Now, they're not all from that one town, perhaps, but to gather them into that area and, and teach them there rather than bring them, bringing them all the way back to Capangoria. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I heard you mention 200 churches or over 200 churches. I believe that's the case. And that's roughly the number, give or, give or take a little bit. Yeah. Wow, that's, so these... It's probably more than that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these guys are uh, looking to um, train and develop the leaders so that all the pastors of all these churches um, are going through the lessons. And mm-hmm. so all the churches are being taught by that local pastor as best as possible, systematically and chronologically through the scriptures of 200, give or take a little bit, yes. churches. That's it's a daunting huge, task. A daunting task. Wow. Huge. But they're making progress. Yeah. So if they tried that, um, made some progress, but didn't necessarily wasn't the best because it was trying to bring people to them. But now they are gathering people in certain areas. So what did they do? What was the next step that they took to try to uh, make some progress in a work that's, that's really large and, and um, have, with so many churches? Right. Well, one of the first tasks to do was to translate the material from English into Pocot. Okay. And that took a number of years. But that they didn't wait till they were done to start. So they've been working on that and they've got a lot of a lot of that translated. Because most of these local pastors, even though English is quite often spoken throughout Kenya, um, not all the pastors understand English. They and certainly not most of the Pocot uh, understand English. They understand maybe some Swahili. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things have been been translated into Swahili, but then they also have translate into Pocot so that the people out in the villages really understand uh, what the scriptures are saying to them. So there was that work that had to go on. Um, but what these what these three guys have really come to realize is they need to train their Timothys who will turn around and teach others also uh, who can then pass it on to the fourth generation in, in that regard. And that's what's going on. So they're now focusing on going out to these areas and gathering the teachers of teachers uh, okay. to train them. Okay. Yeah. So um, have they divided the area up into sections when you say go out into these areas? Have they... Have they split it up into areas or kind of regions based on? Yes. Yeah. So there's a couple different of the areas. Uh, Pokot is a is a province of Kenya, uh, a a governmental geographic area. Okay. And so headquarters Kapingoria is is really toward the southern end of that, kind of near the border with another state, another province, um, and so there's. 
there's that whole area around Capangori. That's kind of like one one of the divisions. There's there's further north uh, up toward the um, uh, border with Turkana and, and such. That's also another region. But there's a significant amount of Pokot over uh, across the border into Uganda. Uh, and so that's also a region. And then again, like toward the east is East Pokot, which is part of another province. It's not a province by itself. And the, uh, another tribe that's there is called the Mariquet. Um, East Pokot and Pokot, it's the same language but a different dialect. So they understand each other, but they don't necessarily, I mean, immediately they know that you're from one place or the other. Right. And lately they've been having difficulties, um, not, our, not our brothers and sisters, but the, the East Pokot tribe has uh, been having difficulties with the neighboring Mariquet, and so they haven't been able to go there. Uh, and continue the teaching because of the disputes that have been going on. Okay. So, okay. But those yeah. are kind of like the the four areas. Okay. In which they're they're working. Okay. So um, we got we we've, we've gotten some um, some reports, so to speak, emails from uh, from Zacchaeus and James and David. Yes. And um, they've given us kind of a snapshot of of what what the lord's been doing in that area and in those areas in 2019 yes. and so uh talk to us a little bit about uh the progression things that we've seen god doing things within uh developing of the leaders things within uh, raising up of these timothys you know like what you're saying right talk to us a little bit about you know just what you know what things do we see God doing there? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, the whole concept of teaching progressively and, and chronologically and foundationally, uh, it took a long time for that to even sink in. So having translated creation to Christ uh, into Swahili and then even into um, Pokot uh, took some time and took some time to teach it and for people to be pastors and, and folks to even be interested in it. But slowly it began to, uh, the, the benefit of it began to catch on. And so uh, in, in a number of these places where the teams have gone, they have now progressed through the creation of Christ, through the creation of Christ uh, for, um, for believers positioned in Christ, mm -hmm. as we call it, and then into Acts, in Romans and, and into Ephesians now. Right. So a number of these places, there are different places or different progress in that progression, but it took a while for that to actually catch on. And now it's really being understood, the benefit of it, and so they're, they're making progress. Okay. Okay. So in December, we were in Malawi. In February, we were in Togo. Mm -hmm. And... Malawi is in, or they're at a different spot in the progression and the teaching than where Togo is. So that's two different countries there within Africa. And so within the country of Kenya, there are the Pokot, and within the Pokot, there are these different groups, and yeah. they are all also at different yes. spots in the teaching. Yes. And so it's all going on, but 
there's they're all at different different spots. Yeah, that's really interesting. You think about it. Um, different countries around the world where we're working, where where God would have different countries and different people at different spots in the in right. progressively uh, teaching through and understanding his word. But when you think about in one country, in one people group, in one country at, at it's, 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 it's encouraging. It's amazing to me to see God doing that work of just establishing, communicating, growing these people in his word and but it's different for different groups and different for different people. So what would, what would, uh, why aren't they all at the same spot? If there's these different groups, why wouldn't they all be, um, yeah, like take, take, uh, take, take the Lopa, you know, they're, they're all teaching through and progressing through together. So why would, why would these, uh, different groups, yeah, locations be at different spots? There, there's, there's a couple of different reasons okay. for that. Uh, the Lokpa are relatively close to one another. It's easy to get uh, to one, uh, to one another. They, I forget how much they get together once every other month. I mm-hmm. believe it is. Yeah, well, yeah. Yep. And it's, it's fairly easy for them to do that. Um, that'd be like getting everybody together from Baltimore, maybe. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the Pocot, they're spread out much further. It's much more difficult to travel. Um, so it, you can't get everybody together all at once and teach them all at once, mm-hmm. which is what the Lokpa do. They they study together. So instead, got to go out to these different places, um, places like Kodich. Um, what about literacy? Um, are all the Pocot uh, literate in terms able to read the lessons or some of them not able to read the lessons? Or does that, does that come into play with... Certainly um, not. Okay. Um, and actually, some of the evangelists aren't literate either. Okay. But there, there's been a miracle that's actually taken place where the lessons and the scriptures have been translated into Pocot. And these illiterate evangelists uh, have been able to almost immediately read Pocot wow. before they could even understand the Swahili uh, or certainly English. So with that, with very little training, they were able to pick up the Pocot lessons, read it and understand it and teach it. I, I don't understand wow. how that happened, That's amazing. Yeah. but it's like a miracle. They have a Pocot Bible? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay. All right. I may yeah. just be New Testament but I, I think it's I think it's um, both old and new. Okay, all right. Wow, that's wonderful that um, they'd be able to have that literacy to read through the scriptures what they have mm-hmm. and then read through the lessons that they have. That's that's great that that God would that God would do that for them. Yeah, yeah. So what about um, some? Uh, he's talked about the Timothys. So in terms right. of the establishment of the churches, you were there two years ago, or last year? I think it was last year. Last year. Yeah. Um, so Early. Um, you visited a church or two while you were there, you and Scott and Jackie and Karen mm-hmm. went. Talk to us about how, you know, how do the churches seem and uh, uh, you know, the establishment of the faith of the people in the churches and then these Timothys. 
you know, what, what change do we see in growth and, and change in people's lives, you know, personally on the location do we see God doing? Yeah. And that's, uh, it's varied in different places, sure. um, but uh, certainly the, um, as the pastors get grounded in the word and are teaching, uh, the congregation has appreciated that, I guess is the best way to put it. They, they're uh, understanding the scriptures and receiving it. Um, some of the testimonies that we've heard in different places, well, first of all, I should back up and, and say that the, the Pocot people, as many of the tribes in that area, are warriors, uh, and they fight with one another. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, the young men, some of the young men, um, I mean, that's their identity is, is, is that they're, they are warriors. And at times, well, in one place in particular, the, uh, church was having church service and this warrior came in, sat down and. Not from their church. Not from their not church. Not from their he area. Was, he, from no, a... he was just traveling. Okay. And, um, he was there basically to, to demand some food and some things. But um, eventually, they they actually got to share the gospel with him, and he became a believer. Wow! And he realized that his lifestyle basically was not uh, not God's way, and he has gone back to his home area out in the bush. I mean, much further than we we have been, um, but has taking that message to other warriors, mm. and they are asking um, some of these Timothys uh, to go out and teach them. Mm. Mm. So the, the, the overall societal impact that the Pocot are seeing is one more toward peace, peace with their neighbors, peace among each other, because the gospel has has come and has had that effect on people. Mm. Awesome. So, wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I hear you saying as well that not only are there these areas that we're talking about, but there also is a growing number of areas that are wanting um, people to come and teach. Yes. And so it's like us, um, you know, we're, this is, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to try it for an example. It might not work, but I'm just, <laughs> context is going to be different, obviously. Uh, we're looking to start a church, you know, down in Shenandoah County. Okay. Uh, we're planning to do that later this year. So it comes with its excitement, but also challenges. Right. So uh, what if all of a sudden, you know, there was someone um, in Loudoun County, that said, hey, I, hey, FBC, come start a church in Loudoun County. And then somebody in Clark County said, hey, FBC, come start a church in Clark County. And all these different areas yeah, that's were happening. calling the office and saying, hey, come start a church in our area. Yes. We would feel that as like, whoa, like, how are we going to do that? Right. It's an impossibility for us to do that. Is that similar for what? Yes. Zacchaeus and David and James and their Timothys are feeling when these people are saying, hey, come out to our location. That is 
that is one of the tensions that they feel. And it's not just their location. It's not just the POCOT. That is happening. I mean, they keep getting requests, keep getting new requests. Please come out and train us. Please come out and teach us. And that's as that began more and more, they, these three guys in particular realized we need to train trainers. And that's, uh, you know, that's where the Jacksons came in, the um, um, Simons and uh, um, a, number of, a number of these guys who were out now taking the message. Now, Francis, uh, Solomon, they're yeah. all being trained by James, David, and Zacchaeus and are doing that because also, like the the neighboring tribe of Maraquet, uh, there are believers now who who are brothers and sisters in the Lord with our Pocot uh, friends, and they are meeting together and mm-hmm. they they hear they see the difference that the gospel is making and the and the scriptures are making in the lives of the of the Pocot. Yeah, so they want. Uh, the Pocot to come and, and teach them. Right. And they've begun to do that. Their next step is to, is to be translating the lessons into Mariquet, mm. into their language. That also happened near Capincoria. There's another tribe called the Sengwar. Mm-hmm. And a number of years ago, they came uh, to these guys and said, hey, we have heard this being preached. We, we see the difference it's making you have to come and teach us. And now uh, there's a couple Timothys among them who are have translated a number of the lessons are, and are being trained to teach their pastors as well. Yeah. And this also happens. Uh, I'm not sure it's happening with the Turkana, um, but there are a couple other tribes where it's it's beginning to have that impact across right. tribal borders. So. That's amazing. So, so the message is being communicated. Lives are being changed. The changed lives are being seen. And then other people are seeing the changed lives and then wanting them to come share that for themselves. So, yes. um, and, and for them in their location. Yes. So clearly, um, yeah, God's doing an amazing work there. Yeah. With a number, with, with such a, a, a large number of churches that it's, Hard for us to sit here and to comprehend. It's, you know, it's hard for me who's been there 20 times to comprehend. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, talk a little bit about um, there are other areas where we are involved in Kenya. So yes. share a little bit about how um, the Pocot leadership team has been able to you know, partner with um, some other areas where we are at work in Kenya that we might not have, that are newer than the Pocot. Share right. a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, everywhere that we're working in Kenya is newer than the Pocot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, originally, we, we met a guy over in Asia at Asian Christian Academy in India uh, who was a Kenyan. And we got connected with him and he went back to Kenya and we began working with him in, in his village that's Philip Ochiang. Mm-hmm. And one of the um, early on things we began to do was to have joint conferences with the church from, from um, Migori and with the Pocot. We'd meet in the middle. One of the key guys who was in the church in, in Migori um, was actually from an area where um, 
the tribe there is called the Luo, and in a town called Weibuye. He was working in Migori, and uh, at one point, God decided to take him back to uh, to Weibuye, and so we got introduced to this uh, this small group of believers there as well. The Lord then saw fit to take uh, take him home to be with him. He got hit by a bus and was killed. His widow and a couple of the young guys there in in uh, Weibuye kept the church going and asked uh, for help and training. And Philip and the guys from Migori uh, helped out quite a bit, and and we began meeting with them as well. And then Pocot would come down um, and meet with uh, with the guys from Weibuye, study together, um, do evangelism together, or or open air um, preaching together. Mm-hmm. And so. The church there in Weibuya is actually very strong now. It's not it's not wide like the Pocot. It's it's one church, but it's very well established on their way to to really being uh, quite grounded right. as a church. And then they've had an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they've actually reached out. Uh, well, no, they didn't reach out. Others have reached out to them. Right from uh, oh, what's the the big tribe? Um, we always hear in the movies and such. Um, oh my goodness, I forget. <laughs> um, the folks closer to Nairobi, the ones who are part of the, you know, they live in the game reserve and such. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember the names. <laughs> but they've reached out to William and the and the people there in in Weibuye and said, please come and uh, and teach us this. Mm-hmm. Teach us how to how to how to teach this way to our people. Right. Uh, we were connected with a pastor in uh, Simon in um, in Nairobi through a, a contact from one of our uh, people here at FBC. Mm-hmm. So now he has gone out to and sat under the teaching uh, with the Pocot and with the uh, Weibuya Church, and they have gone and and actually to his church in Nairobi and and taught there. So this. Um, this outreach, this this helping to establish the local church is not just us and them. It's now them and them, right? As well, right? Yeah, yeah. And that um, that really communicates that they are doing it on their own, and that they're not dependent upon us to do it. And right. So um, they gather. You know what uh, Zacchaeus and James and David and those guys are doing, like. For, with the Pocot, but then they're also getting together and helping with William and helping with like with Simon, and they're all intergrowing and helping and working together. Yes, and so it's a wonderful thing. Sometimes, um, I mean, we we don't we don't go over there all that often, um, but they get together far more often than when we go. Yes, and uh, so there's this. Um, Kenyan connection, so to speak, with all the brothers and sisters that FBC is partnered with in uh, in, in global global yes. missions. Yeah, yes. it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yep. Anything else you want to share about about um, about those guys and what God's doing over there? Well, every time I talk with them, and every time we meet with them, and and such, they just are always wanting to express their thanks. Hmm. 
uh, to God uh, for FBC. And so the, um, the folks here, uh, please know that you are a vital part of that ministry and have been for years and years and hopefully for years and years to come. Um, it, it takes a lot to make those trips. It takes a lot to help them make those trips uh, in, internally to the country. Uh, they, they can't afford that on their own. Right. We, we have to fund that, and it is having a long-lasting eternal impact. Right. So. Yeah, enduring relationships is one of our core values and, and um, been involved in them for a long time, and lives are being changed. And yeah, day is going to come when we're with all those folks yes. that have been impacted, and we'll, yeah. we will all be together in glory. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. That's right. Yeah, thanks for sharing. All right, thanks, Jim Pocott. Also, wanted to mention that uh, all of us are aware of the uh, coronavirus that's uh, happening right now globally, and Scott and I we're uh, supposed to go to Malawi on Sunday, mm -hmm. this coming Sunday. Um, and we decided uh, not to take that trip or to take any trips um, in the immediate future until we see this virus uh, resolved. And you actually as well, were taking a trip to Ecuador, Ecuador. Um, part of the decision, you know, yes, we don't want to increase the possibility of contracting the virus, but you know that may or may not happen. But what might be more of a reality is you get somewhere and then there's a travel man put, right? And either you get back to the states and have to be on two week quarantine, or you get quarantined over there. Now Malawi is a nice place. That'd be okay if I was in Ecuador. I I wouldn't mind it at all. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Lots of chocolate there to right, right. pass the time with. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, let you guys know that, that, uh, you know, it's, it's affecting us and our, you know, obviously what we do is, is, is global and international and involves a lot of traveling. So, so, um, the Lord just led the church and the leadership of the church to say, Hey, let's just sit tight for the time being and no need to, no need to risk something that, that, that might not you know, need to happen. And right. so next week though, what we're going to do is we're actually going to uh, communicate um, through WhatsApp as best we can uh, with the team that's going to be over there. They're going to be teaching through first Corinthians. And so we're going to take advantage of uh, some of the different uh, communication platforms that we have to, to still be a part of things over there, but not necessarily be on site Right. Yeah, it's going to be neat to see how that how that develops and and uh, and how that how that works. So, yeah, moving forward. Yep. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. <laughs>